Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Mitch makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary on the final play of the half. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Classic right here. <laughs> but the, uh, the male version. Pigeons version. Remember that one? Uh-oh, y'all pigeons ain't getting nada. Uh-oh, you ain't worth the Ramada. No, you guys don't remember that one? Oh, guess that was just me rapping that in middle school. Keith McPherson on the fan. One hour to go. Good to be back on uh, in the one o'clock to two hour. I feel like, I know like last week, or maybe it was a week before, I, I did five straight KM to AMs. Uh, but it's a little different vibe when you're on at this time, and, and you're coming off a game. So, obviously, I went to the Knicks-Nets game in Barclays Center. I sat with Evan and Tiki and Lugie. I'm sure they'll talk about it tomorrow. And I just uh, – the whole I get into the game. I haven't gone to a game since opening night. I don't know. It, it reminded me how much I, I miss actually going to the game. It, it's just it's just a different energy being in the arena. I was into it. I was I was yelling. I was cl- clapping. And I'm, you know, wasting my time because – Ultimately, when when Tiki decided to leave, I was like, well, if Tiki's about to leave, I should probably head to the station. I got a show to do. And uh, Tiki and I caught the elevator together. Tiki hit the door, and I stood there watching on the big screen, like, in in front, the, like, atrium area of Barclays. And I just knew they were going to lose. So, L, the Knicks own the Nets. Balance has been restored in the city and the battle of the boroughs. Uh, We talked about... Doc Rivers, the Milwaukee Bucks, Adrian Griffin, fired. How you get fired at 30 and 13? How you get fired as, as a second-place team? Hello, as we're talking about the Brooklyn Nets, their coach is safe. They lose every night. They find ways to lose. They're 17 and 26, the 11th-ranked team in the East. They're outside the play-in if the season ended today. And their coach is laughing, smiling, talking about he's very confident in the team, and he looks forward to more games like this. 87-7-33-7-66-66. The Hall of Fame. Congrats to Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, who I just saw, and I forgot about this, but it's one of those things you know. Todd Helton went to the University of Tennessee, go Vols. And Peyton Manning tweeted out tonight, it was an honor to be your backup 
and an honor to be your fan, and it's an honor to be your friend. Congrats on the HOF, Todd. Obviously, those two guys being Denver guys, but Peyton Manning was a backup quarterback to Todd Helton at Tennessee. It always blows my mind when these guys are that good at multiple sports. Like, you're 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 a Hall of Fame baseball player, and you were playing college football, playing quarter. It's ridiculous. So congrats to him. Saw his video. Joe Maurer was pretty much by himself. Adrian Beltre was with his family and Todd Boris lurking in the back. I feel bad for Chef, Gary Sheffield. And we can go on and on, and we will. We have some callers that want to talk about the Hall of Fame stuff and the League of Shadows, the Game of Shadows, PDs, steroids, and the future of the Hall of Justice. I'm not going to call it the Hall of Fame. It's the Hall of Justice. Rock, I said you were coming up next. Rocco is in Saratoga. Rocco, you're back on the fan. How you doing, bro? How's it going today? Good, good. Can't complain. Talking all sports. And don't hey, have to talk about the bogus good. NFL. <laughs> I haven't even mentioned the NFL till now. Nah, we don't need to. We got plenty. You brought up the Hall of Fame and the voting. I'll get into that. I was going to talk some Knicks and all. How's mm-hmm. the little big man, by the way? How's the little big man? He's great. He's great. Uh, he's crawling around. He's mobile now. We're baby-proofing everything. And yeah, next thing yeah. you know, he's going to be walking, and and he does a lot of talking. He does a lot of ba 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 da da ba da da babbling. I'm I'm blessed. I was just telling one of my homies at the uh, Brooklyn Nets game. I'm like, bro, the, like just a couple years ago, you would not think I'd be the one with the, with a kid. I used to be in those Nets games, saucing. I used to be in there drinking. We used to drink. Uh-uh. We used to pregame around the corner, drink in there, stay and drink uh, after. Nope, not anymore. I'm dead sober. Got to be into the little big man, definitely. Yeah, I'm a dad now. I got to get home to my baby. I got to get up and be able to help my, my wife with him, and it, it, it's great. You got responsibilities, dude, now. Right. You, you did your thing back in the day. Now, Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, and I did. I did. I certainly I certainly got it in, so I'm I good. I bet you did, dude. I bet you did. I know. You, you were having a good time, Keith. I know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, you dude. as well, but, Rock. You as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know it. Rocking the world, you know. <laughs> but that was back in the day. That was back in the day, you know. I'm talking about when I was working in uh, on Wall Street and all. And yeah, yeah. Oh, you I know, could only imagine. In the 80s, in the 80s, bright light, big city. Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, going to studio, you know, 54. Studio 54. <laughs> Before and, my oh, time, yeah, we were. We were rocking. We were the princes of the city, man. It was happening. Yeah, New York, was- all those years back. I was telling somebody recently, I'm like, yo, post-pandemic New York was different. I'm like, New York before the pandemic? Like, I'm glad I got to like I got to live in New York and party in New York in like 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. And then obviously COVID hit. Things changed yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I, I won't tell you about how we were rocking it, dude. Yeah, oh, no, nah, we you guys were rocking it before there was even camera phones. Before, That's right. <laughs> before no they could even document thing. anything. Hey, nah, there's a good thing there, there wasn't. Oh, God. That would be, <laughs> oh, I got stories for you, Keith. I got stories. <laughs> but I'll save them. I'll save them offline, dude. No, nah, I can't. I can't bring it to the show. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Keith, we're talking Hall of Fame. Right. Talking Hall of Fame, talking Knicks yeah. and Nets. All right. You know, all the New Yorkers yeah. oh, were out definitely. at Barclays tonight. And uh Yeah, awesome. Awesome. I wish yeah, that that had to be rocking. Right? Oh no, it's the Rangers rocking. just lost. 
Oh, we, no. put, we put the radio jinx on them. Oh, Ross and I were talking about it about an hour ago. They were up 2-0. Oh, the the yeah. Sharks came back to beat them 3-2 in overtime. The Rangers oh, just man. lost. They were up 2-zip at, at the second intermission. What the hell happened? They oh, slept man. on the San Jose Sharks. Who, who, who is net-minding tonight? Shesterkin? Yeah, find that out. Oh, yeah, I don't wrong. know. I wasn't watching that I game. I just got the know. alert. I just got the alert that the score went final. Damn. Yeah, that, they let him score three goals in the third. Oh, come on. And no overtime. Way. Ah, and overtime. Yeah, that stinks, man. All right. Damn. Okay, well, can't change it now, Keith, right? Now. Yeah, no, that's a wrap. Yeah, it was It was Shesterkin. It was. See, damn it. I knew it. What the hell is up with the dude? Yeah, he's been, I don't know, bro. Like, he's not been the Vesna yeah, winner. He's not the been the guy that he was billed to be. A couple yeah, years ago, but, people were telling me this guy's the best thing. They were saying he was better than King Henry. Yeah, no, better than Lundquist? Nah. See, he's not. He's not. <laughs> they wanted to crown him too soon. Yeah. You got to do it, man. Not just go, you know, have a Not just one hot year. You got to do it every year. And, uh, That's right, man. That's I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to go too far on it. I don't know how those goals were scored. It might not have been all him, but that's that's a tough one. The Rangers C-Mac C-Mac's coming up next. C-Mac, get your notes together for the NYR fans that are going to start calling yeah. in to say, "Yo, what happened?" Yeah, you can't give it up, man. Those games count at the end. Those could give you, you know. It's just a deflating way to lose. They tie it up in in regulation and then beat you in overtime. You had it. Uh, Don't like that. That's not the Rangers. That's not the way they've been playing. What the hell happened? No, it is. If you look at their last, like, 10, 15 games, that's what I was saying. I know everybody was hot on them to be the team that wins it this year and and brings the championship back. I'm there, Keith. That's they lost me. to the Kings. They lost to the Golden Knights. Shout out to my boy Joey Patches from the Bleacher Creatures. He went out to L.A. to see them lose to the Kings. They lost to the Knights. They lost to the Capitals. They lost to the Blues. They lost to the Canucks, the Canadiens, the Hurricanes. Like, if you go, if you just, just this year, from, from January 2nd. No. Yeah, it's not great. No, it's not. They're too good to be losing those games. That they are, because I'm feeling that this year it's the cup. I'm feeling it, but they can't lose games like this. The championship teams don't do that. You know that, Keith. Yeah, they well, win. They got to get it together. We were singing the praises I, of Peter Laviolette. I know. Uh, uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. Listen. Your Devils did okay. They pulled out one six five, right? Yeah, that overtime win against the Vegas yeah. Knights was everything last night well, or two nights ago now. Yep, yep. Good game, good game. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah, anyway, let's get back to baseball. Since, you know, you've been talking baseball, and you know me, man. I, I'm i old school, so I'm going to – hey, t- the great thing about Yankee uniforms with no names, you can recycle them over and over. Of you course. Have a 20- your Juan Soto this year, right? Yeah, I don't, have, have, I don't have a, one, a, 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 a 22, but I might go get one. Yeah, you're getting one, Keith. You know it. Yeah, you know it. probably. You know it. Sure, why not? Yeah. If it's one and done, so what? It'll be a great one and done year. We're yeah. all in. Yeah, can reuse it. 
for the next 22. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens yes. wore 22 with the Yanks. And I'm going to go old school on you. No one's ever heard of this dude, but he should be in the Hall of Fame. Great Yankee pitcher for 13 years. He had to serve in World War II. Started off with the Cleveland Indians. He's called the Chief. The Chief, because he was part, he was American Indian from Oklahoma. Allie Reynolds. Look him up, dudes. Look him up, young people. Allie Reynolds, the Chief, pitched two no hitters in one season in 1951. He was on the juice. No hitters. He was right? on. He was on the steroids. No, yeah, 51. He was on uh, the sauce. That was it. <laughs> nah, he was just back then. They were drinking. He was eating those no hot dogs. Going. Santiago was talking about with Babe Ruth. Thanks for the call, Rock. I just gotta keep the line moving. I gave you plenty of time. Marco in Manhattan on the fan. What's up, Mark? Hey, Keith. I love your work, by the way. I only get to listen to you about 10% of the time because I'm an early riser. But I grew up as a uh, Cowboy fan, Yankee fan, and then I got brainwashed, right, by my dad. But I'm a Mets fan and a Giants fan. So it's like kind of a push. <laughs> I lost But you Yankees. still have somewhere in your heart, you still want to see the Yankees and the Cowboys return to uh, prominence <laughs> like they were when you were a fan. Not the Cowboys. The Yankees are yeah, <laughs> Not the Cowboys. Like, love Jeter, love Donia, love those guys. I mean, they were incredible. Love Judge also, by the way. Cowboys, not so much. But whatever, save the push. My question is this. How did you become a Nets fan, one? Two, um, yes. how about supporting, like, you, like, you're a quarterback. You're a local quarterback. How about supporting, like, Seton Hall, St. John's basketball? Cause you're a basketball fan. Yeah, and the le- the last thing I have to tell you, which is weird, because the guy was talking about the Hall of Fame, I was with an insurance guy from California, that's from upstate, that flew one on his G five fifty, and said, "My boy Todd Helton called me like last week, and said, look at the screen, like a couple of years ago, and it was when Todd Helton won uh, or got the biggest contract in Major League Baseball." I'm like, "How do you know that?" Todd held it. Like I played blackjack with him when he was a senior at Tennessee. <laughs> he had twenty. He had twenty-five bucks. I was then like three thousand a hand. I said, Todd, just put the twenty-five bucks on my three thousand. The guy went on a run, and Todd held it and won like seven hundred dollars as a senior in Tennessee. He never forgot him, and like Todd held him and him and friends. And the guy just got That's into awesome, the That's awesome, man. I miss being in the casino underage. <laughs> you can't pull it off anymore. Uh, that's no, a good story. It's the, it's the worst idea ever. But, you know, sometimes it works out. But but my main question, you're amazing. You're awesome. We don't root for the same teams, especially Knicks Nets. But I want to know how you got your Nets fandom and Maybe we should support Seton Hall, St. John. Oh, Love I, you, brother. You're I, great. I You're been. great. Thanks, Marco. I'll tell you. Uh, I'll explain. Um, I hang up and 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 listen. So I I I regret it some, but I don't. Because honestly, I don't think if I was a Chicago Bulls fan like I was as a baby, that would have helped my case with getting on WFAN, the home of your Brooklyn Nets. So like any kid, like Mike. I like to be like Mike. Mike was everywhere. He was on Gatorade and Wheaties and Hanes and Space Jam and 
had the cool sneakers, and he was winning everything. So my intro to basketball was Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Didn't even I, I? I always say I didn't. I didn't really know where Dallas was when I started rooting for them. I also didn't really know where Chicago was when I started rooting for them. Like your your geography knowledge as a four or five year old is not. It, you don't have it. I I barely knew that I was in New Jersey. I knew New York wasn't far, but I didn't really know. I just knew what was on that TV. These kids grow up in a different time now. We were. We were force-fed Jordan. We were force-fed the Yankees. We were force-fed America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm honest with y'all. I, I told y'all I don't. I didn't grow up with my pops. I grew up with an older brother, but I was more into sports than my older brother. And my brother just followed the traditional. He was a Knicks, Giants, Yankees fan because that's what you know people told him to do. And then he ended up going to FIT and living in the city, and it made perfect sense for him to root for those teams. But little old me, I was back at home looking at cable. So I started off as a Jordan Bulls fan. I remember my mom doing me a solid when I was in second grade. I could I got to stay up to watch Jordan and the Bulls beat the Supersonics, and I just was I was deep in the NBA Bulls fandom, whatever. But as Jordan retired and went to play baseball and then came back and then uh, played for the Wizards, like that wore on me as a young fan where I'm like, I'm, I'm not rooting for Scotty and these guys. And now I understand that the Bulls play in Illinois. New Jersey had the Nets, and I always kind of rooted for the Kendall Gill Nets and the home team. And I remember playing Super NES and, uh, you know, always wanting to pick the Nets and play with the Nets, and uh, whether it was Coleman or, or Drazen, Petrovic, or whatever. And then when I did get to the certain age, you guys have heard me literally get emotional, talk about my brother. I'm 12, he's 22, fresh out of college, living in the city for the first time. And he knows little bro is not really as much of a Jordan fan as he once was. And I'm kind of you know, open to, like, picking a new team. And and Kobe came up around that time. Kobe started really emerging as a superstar. And I wanted to see Kobe. So my brother took me to see Kobe live at Madison Square Garden. This was before any of us had a cell phone. I, What I would do to have a picture of me and my brother at that age in the garden. I would give everything just to, like, even see what that was like. Because in my mind's eye, it was ridiculous. And, uh... I almost became a Laker fan. Then I would have been the hated trio of Yankees, Cowboys, Laker fan. They would have roasted me. But, you know, I, I rooted for the home team, and then they got Jason Kidd, and they had Jason Kidd to Richard Jefferson. And next thing you know, they get Vince Carter, and obviously they went to back-to-back finals, and um, I, that's how I became a Nets fan. And then they took the Nets to Brooklyn, and I hated the Nets and boycotted the Nets for a year, and, my girlfriend at the time in college ended up getting me tickets to go see the Nets play the Bulls, who I used to root for. So it was like a reckoning. I went to see the Bulls. What was it game five? April 13th, 2020. No, it wasn't 2020. It was 2013, 2012. Whatever that was, it was blackout in Brooklyn. And that was my first time. Um, going to see the Nets play in Brooklyn, and I was hooked. I'm like, yeah, um, 
I guess I'm a Nets fan now. I understand. This is better than Continental Airlines Arena, Brendan Byrne Arena, which is now the IZOD. This is better than what we had in Jersey. They actually did move the team to New York for greener pastures, and I get it. Like, I get it. I'm on board. Like, give me one of those black and white jerseys. This is a better arena, and I became a Nets fan. And did I know back then that I'd end up on the fan? No, but when um, I got with John Boy and those guys, uh, they needed a Nets podcast because uh, one of the advisors said, okay, you got talking Yanks, you got talking Knicks, you got talking Giants. Somebody should start talking Nets because the Nets are going to have a fan base in a few years. And they're attracting superstar talent now. <laughs> Fast forward to me still doing Talking Nets episodes. I did one today, and it's just misery. It sucks. But, uh, you know, I tell people I'm wearing a Talking Nets hat right now. Like, I didn't come up with the name Talking Nets. I, I didn't make the logo. What I did was put my Nets fandom and knowledge and energy into it and built the podcast. But that was John Boy and them's idea. And then when I left John Boy, I'm like, yo, I'm taking this with me. And he signed right off on it. Sure, we're a baseball company. You can take your little basketball podcast. And uh, now it's under Odyssey, and I'm still a Nets fan. And as far as the local basketball, I support Seton Hall, of course. Shaheen Holloway, I was on the fan talking about St. Peter's in Jersey City. I live in Jersey City. Uh, I used to live on Grand Street right by St. Peter's Prep. But St. Peter's College, St. Peter's University, I was all aboard on on their little run. I forget how what they make it to Sweet 16. I was sitting here making bets because you couldn't bet on them in New Jersey. I was coming to New York to do my show. Let me throw 50 bucks on them to beat Purdue or UNC or whatever. So, yeah, I was definitely supporting them. I would support St. John's. Who else around here? I mean, I went to Monmouth University. A couple years back, Monmouth was knocking off some top teams. So I'm all I'm all for the local hoops and supporting the local hoops. UConn. <laughs> UConn won me some money in the uh, the bracket pool last year. I knew I just had a, a feeling that UConn was going to do it. I had Bob Hurley Sr. on WFAN with me a few weeks back. Um, yeah, so that's about it. I, I transitioned into being a Nets fan because I'm from New Jersey. I'm a Devils fan. They're from New Jersey. They're the last team standing. And local hoops, sure. I'm rooting for Seton Hall. I'm rooting for FDU. I'm rooting for St. Peter's. I'm rooting for Monmouth. I'm rooting for St. John's. I'm rooting for Syracuse. I'm rooting for Rutgers. All of them. Want to want to see them win. Want to see them dominate. 877-337-6666. Vinny, out on Staten Island. You're on the fan. What's up, Vin? Hey, what's going on, Keith? I want to talk a little bit uh, about the Knicks. I mean, as a Mets fan, I think the Knicks, you know, it's, it's crazy to say that the Knicks are, are the saving grace of this, of this city right now. Absolutely. Um, Had to sacrifice oh, the Mets and Yankees season to, to get a season like this out of the Knicks. Yeah, but at least you got something to look forward to with the Yankees this year. The Mets, I mean, uh, the Mets are going to be tough to watch this year. I'm and I, I think get, be, you know what, Vinny? I'm, I'm listening to everybody on the fan all day talk about how bad the Mets are going to be, and I'm starting to get this suspicious feeling that they're not going to be that bad. No, they're not. It's just the fact that you go from a hundred win team, uh, you know, a, a good. Very good lower the expectations a little bit. I know. I think they I can win another seventy-five games. I I watched every Mets game and series in June. The same way I'm talking about the Nets finding a way to lose, they found a way to lose every series. The bullpen was terrible. They couldn't hit. 
What's the yeah, chances of them having that year again? It's not going to happen. Well, you know, you're right, but it's just tough when you, you now you have another offseason after a bad year and you just pick up really nobody. I don't know. I think it's a, it's a change. It's a change in philosophy, but we're, we're going to write the Mets off. Like I, like I, I love BT and Sal, and they do their thing, but I'm listening to their show. That's the first show I get to listen to on the fan because I don't wake up till about 9, 30, 10, and they're just making a foregone conclusion. The Mets aren't any good. The Mets are going to suck. And it's like, wait. Well, you know, Sal's a disgruntled Mets fan. He's like, you know, he's like but majority. But they have some guys. Edwin Diaz is coming back. Francisco Lindor is in his prime. Pete Alonso is in a prove-it year. Brandon Nimmo right. gets to move off of center field to left field. He's got his money. McNeil has to have a bounce-back year. He got the Bronco off of Francisco Lindor. Maybe that'll help him. Uh, Harrison Bader's got something to prove. Luis Severino's got something to prove. Sean Manaya, Adrian Hauser, Quintana, Kodai Senga. I know everybody just expects them to be bums, but baseball doesn't work like that. You know what the tough thing, too, is you do have a superstar repeat, you got to pay her. And they should have just got that over with now. If you're not going to spend big on anybody else, why just pay the guy this year? I don't know. I think, and that's another thing. I, I heard the. And I heard the whole trade today that BT and Sal cooked up. It's never going yeah. down. But like yeah, the, thing, the thing with Pete is why – all right, I would wait. I would let it play out. Pete, go ahead. Hit hit, hit 60 bombs. We'll, we'll, we'll check around the trade deadline and see where we're at with that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You could <laughs> trade him away, get some pieces, and if he's down for it and in on it, you have the quote-unquote richest owner in the sport. Trade him away to a contender and let him run with a contender. Get some young pieces, and then when the season ends and that contender loses and he hits free agency like Scott Bur- Boris is 100% going to do with him, guess who the highest bidder is going to be? Yeah. Well, you better hope they are. Because, you know what it is? I, I think in the long run, the way that they're, they're, they're doing their business this offseason, I think in the long run it will work out for them. It's just hard as a fan. So, it know, is hard. That's, that's why I said, you know, exciting, like yeah, like uh, the grace of oh, King Cohen and King Cohen is going to see us through. And I believe in Steve. And I know that's pretty much Sal's words, but there are a lot of fans that also echo that. And I'm like, they needed this hard reset. They needed somebody no, to come do. in the room and be like, hey, 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 you can't have another year of you paying old pitchers. Like, imagine if they went out this year and paid Blake Snell all that money that he's demanding. And then that doesn't work. You need you need a David Stearns. And I think give him, I give him three years to undo what has been done, and you might actually have a young, exciting, perennial contender. Right. And then I'm going to leave you with a few other things, Keith. Uh, who do you think the Knicks get at this trade deadline? I mean, I would like Brogdon. I don't want a DeJounte Murray. I think you, you want the, the ball to be in Brunson's hands. You don't want to take the ball out yeah, of the Maybe but... Malcolm Brogdon, as I was in Barclays Center Brogdon. tonight watching that second group and OG Ananobi had to do all the scoring for them. I'm like, they need, like, go ahead and send Quentin Grimes. They yeah. need a guy that's just going to come need in. A guy that can score yeah, that can score. Because, like, and, that uh, Nets group was, that Nets group, I'm like, this should be the group where we dominate. That Nets group was not dominating them. It was Lonnie Walker versus OG Ananobi in the top of the, not top of the fourth, but in, in the start of the fourth quarter. And I'm like, if the if the Knicks have another guy that can just be a microwave scorer and run up, you know, a couple buckets, a couple possessions before Brunson and Randall get in to eventually close, that might make the most sense. Yeah, I think I think they could they could make a run run in the playoffs with another guy on the bench. And also, Keith, uh, I don't really pay too much attention to the Hall of Fame, but Todd Todd Helton, I don't think he's a Hall of Fame. He's a very good player. Those Rocky fans, those Colorado Rockies fans think so. But, yeah, there's an argument against him. I saw another argument about 
you know, just the stats compiled for Adrian Beltre. Uh, I don't know. They're in. Joe Mauer. You know, that, Joe Mauer was Gatorade Player of the Year. Talking about. Oh, Joe Mauer was great. Joe Todd Mauer Helton playing quarterback at Tennessee. Joe Mauer had an, a scholarship to go to Florida State and play quarterback. Yeah, no. Mauer, I don't have a problem with Beltre. Helton's a little bit of a stretch. Great fielder. Solid hitter, but was never, never, you never were scared really to face him. I, that's how I feel. I don't think he was a scary bat. And uh, I think he was a solid player, just Hall of Fame. I, I don't know. Yeah, but these are the guys that are getting in the Hall of Fame now. Scott yeah, Rowland last year, because you know what? They're, the Scott great... Rowland's not a Hall of Fame either. He is, my though. <laughs> he's got, no, know, he's, he's I, in. He got in last I year. Like, but no I, I don't what, think it's that big of a thing. Uh, exactly. So it doesn't matter what the fans think because that's not a guy. When we watched him play, we weren't watching Scott Rowland play or Todd Helton saying first ballot Hall of Famer, surefire no, thing. No, no. And I and I know Scott Rowland. I don't think Scott Rowland was first ballot, but you understand what I'm saying. Like, of course, like you just said, the feared hitters, the guys that we feared, the guys that we looked at is like, hey, you you should watch these guys coming up to the plate. A lot of yeah. them did PEDs no, and they're completely guys. barred from entry. The only guys that we feared, unfortunately, growing up in our time, was they were all on steroids. But I, majority, of them. but that was fine for us. Oh yeah, of course. But I'm saying they're not putting them in the Hall of Fame. But they're exactly they'll never be in the Hall of Fame. Thanks for the call, Vinny. Good conversation, Thomas in Queens. Quickly before we go to the break. Yeah, hi Keith. Um, I would say I would I generally agree with you, Keith. You know, and I don't want you to take this personally. Never would go for it. Okay, um, you know, you said, like, you don't care, you don't care, you don't care. About the guys you know, that about use steroids, yeah, I don't. I enjoy yeah. watching them play. You said that, and I think you need standards, you know, and maybe that's the problem. I hate to say it, poor rank in terms of generations, but maybe, you know, if our younger generation had more standards. Yeah, but it's you know, in I hindsight think things would now. Be better. It's in hindsight now. Yeah, like 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 Fleegs just said in my ear, we were the ones that let them use steroids. Like it's in hindsight now. They all these guys were their heads were exploding. They were Jose Canseco busting out of uniform, Big Mac yeah. in St. Louis, Sammy Sosa with the cork bat as well, Barry Bonds. We all knew Barry Bonds was a good player for the Pittsburgh oh, Pirates. Oh, a great player. Yeah. And then when we saw him with the San Francisco Giants, it was like, you can't throw the ball over the plate. Walk him. So I don't know. I just look at it in hindsight. It's like retroactively, mm-hmm. we're penalizing these great ball players for the decisions they made, which at the time, they were looking around the clubhouse like, oh, everybody's using this stuff. I'm oh, the, I'm okay. I see I'm your go. point. Everybody was doing it, you know. It was the culture but, back then. It was the norm back yeah. then. There was a few guys like Derek Jeter that like, I'm, I'm, I'm a pure natural baseball player. I don't need it. But I don't think yeah. Jeter was – I don't think Jeter or even a Ken Griffey or whoever else you want to throw into that mix, I don't think they were avoiding doing steroids thinking that, hey, this could potentially affect me from getting in the Hall of Fame. They were just looking at it as like, I don't want to do that type of stuff. I could play. Yeah. They don't want to put that stuff in their body. Right. I'm not taking a, a, a syringe to my buttocks so I could hit 20 yeah. more home runs. Thanks for the call, Thomas. 877-337-6666. I've got probably 25 minutes left. Let's take this break right now. I might have one more break, and then I'm done at 2 k.m. to 2 a.m. returns right after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. All right. Right back at it. Duh. Keep McPherson on the fan. C Max coming up next. This is uh, my last little stretch here until we break, and uh, then I'll have my last little run. I'm going to bring Fleegs in right now because we were having a good conversation. It's tough when we have these conversations, but then we want to have them back on air. And, you know, the last caller, I think his name was Thomas, maybe? Um, You know, with the younger generation of kids, I told a story. In 98, that summer, I went to Williamsport Baseball Camp. I remember they had this, like, canteen where we could go buy Sour Patch Kids and we could buy, uh, you know, Starburst and drink sodas. And as kids, being surrounded with kids all from the Northeast, none of us knew anything about steroids. None of us knew anything about PEDs. I was just saying to Fleeks, bro, it took me years to even put together. Wait, these guys were injecting themselves with, like, performance. That's why they were hitting the ball so far. As kids, we didn't care. Not only do we not care, I didn't know steroid. Like, I first heard the word steroid in the context of baseball, like reading about it in the Post or the Daily News, whatever, when people started complaining about it. It wasn't until years later I found out, like, this was a regular drug you could get as, you know, an anab. You go to the doctor and you're feeling sick, they gave you a steroid. The first time I got prescribed <laughs> one, I was like, whoa, I'm not, ta- I'm not taking that. They're like, no, it's a pill. Has I don't want to get in trouble. Like, they almost knew, like, we, we know you're thinking of baseball. Ball, it's not what it is. <laughs> So it's like our generation, the kids that grew up on that 90s baseball, Bud Selig era, and like we, I, I just said the fleas, the home run chase with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa saved baseball. And he told a story about being at Shea. 
Yeah, I was there in 98, and this was August. I'm pretty sure it was August. So it was already late into the season. Maguire and Sosa going back and forth. And I'm a six-year-old Mets fan. When a guy in the Cardinals, and I knew about the chase, and I knew about Maguire, but I didn't expect the crowd to go nuts when he hit a home run. Mets are a good team in 98. They're playing for a playoff spot. And I asked my dad, and he just said, you know, the the home run chase has captivated baseball. It transcends the team you root for. It's, it's a national thing. It's... It's bigger than even you realize, you know, trying to watch Sports Center and we're pick rock up the paper. stars on tour coming to a ballpark near you. And nobody was saying, hey, I'm not going to the ballpark because these guys are juicing, man. They're cheating the game. And they were saying, I'm going thrill. because they are doing it. <laughs> exactly. It was, it was quite the opposite. So now it's revisionist history, it's retroactive, it's in hindsight for these guys that gave us thrills, these guys that we love to watch be kept out of the greatest honor, the Hall of Fame, to be immortalized when everybody was doing it. It wasn't illegal. I just said that to Fleeks. I'm like, there was no suspensions or bans now. Now if you get caught using PEDs, you're banned. Um, who? Somebody just got caught using PEDs. Was it? I don't even know who it was. Uh, in another sport, I don't even think it was baseball. And they and they got suspended. Maybe it was basketball. Oh, Christian Tom, uh, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> I almost blanked there. And please just help me out. Tristan Thompson. He just got in trouble. Suspended twenty five games for using PEDs uh, to gain gain a competitive advantage. And it's just hilarious, right? Because he's at the end of his career. Probably shouldn't be in the league. But because he's friends with Le- with LeBron and some other people. And like I just was saying, it's not who you know. It's not what you know. It's who knows you. Who's going to vouch for you in the NBA? That's how Doc Rivers just, oh, yeah, and Doc Rivers has been fired and let go multiple times, failing. Here you go. You get the coach coach Giannis and Dame's team now. Come on. Come on down and, and coach this team that's already ready to make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Man, to me, I think our generation, I guess millennials and younger, the Hall of Fame, like I've already jokingly called it the Hall of Justice, it's not going to matter to us anymore. It's going to get no clicks. Nobody's watching that. We're going to be we're going to be randomly stumbling upon the Hall of Fame ceremony in some years from now and there's going to be nobody up there. Think about this. You have a son, he's going to turn a year soon when he wants to maybe one day you think about going to the Hall of Fame and you're walking around and it's like, you know, he asks you are the best players you grew up watching here, the Bonds, A-Rod, and you have to tell him no, none of the best players. And I'm going like, to If you show take him. out the top 10 hitters, you know, Griffey, Jeter, Dude. Fine, everybody else, they're not here. So the All-Star game, um, I think in 2021, was in Colorado. And the 1998 All-Star game for Major League Baseball, I think, also was in Colorado. And I went back and looked at that YouTube video. And I was just like, yep, 1998 All-Star Game, Coors Field, uh, the AL won 13-8. But when you go back and look at the guys that were on, Kenny Lofton, just starting off, uh, leading off for the American League in left field, Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton is not in the Hall of Fame. Are we serious? Like, just start at Kenny Lofton. How many of us, especially young black kids that played in the outfield, Thought we were Kenny Lofton. He was an icon. Kenny Lofton was on an episode of Martin. Like, <laughs> Kenny Lofton is an icon. But he's not in, um, or no, he was on the Wayans Bros. So, 
going back to that 1998 All-Star game before I went out to Colorado, which it's funny because this is part of my entrance in the WFAN. When Craig and Evan called me, I was on a, like, you know, late honeymoon because I actually got married in the summer, but I liked going to the All-Star game. The day after my wedding, I dragged my wife to Colorado so we could go to the All-Star game, home run derby. Colorado's a great place for it. But that All-Star game had Roberto Alomar, Ken Griffey Jr., Juan Gonzalez, Jim Tomei, Alex Rodriguez, Ivan Rodriguez, Cal Ripken, David Wells versus Craig Biggio, Tony Gwynn, Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Chipper Jones, Mike Piazza, Larry Walker, Walt Weiss, Greg Maddox. I don't even have to go through the names of the reserves. Go look it up yourself. But there's a bunch of guys that, like, that was my era. I'm playing baseball when I'm 10 years old. I'm 10, year old, 10 years old in 98. I looked at baseball at the time the same way I looked at NFL and, and NBA. To me, they were all on the same level. And now we're going back to me. It's, it's revisionist history to be like, well, Mark McGuire, who was there, and Barry Bonds, who were there batting third and fourth for the National League All-Stars, those guys aren't as great as you thought they were, Keith. Well, who says that? I don't. I, you say that? I don't say, look at the reserves. Gary Sheffield, Sammy Sosa, <laughs> Kurt Schilling. There's a bunch of guys from this era. Like, when I show my son baseball, and if he actually is into it, I'm going to say, all right, let's, go, let's get a little history lesson. Let's go back. This stuff's on YouTube. There, there's a ton of views on that YouTube video because it was such a star-studded cast uh, in that, that All-Star game. And... Coors Field being the site of that All-Star game. And there's a bunch of guys that were in that game that aren't in the in the Hall of Fame. Gary Sheffield, who I just mentioned, he had his 10th and final try. He's not in. It's, it's wrong. It's wrong. It is like, you know, it's omitting, like, you know, it's omitting a piece of history, multiple pieces of history. And we always talk about how, like, oh, they're not teaching these kids the right things in school. Well, when my son does want to go to the Hall of Fame— and he's saying to me, hey, how come there's like five or six of these dudes that you talked about, Dad? They're not in here. Like, I don't even, I'm not even going to have that conversation with him. I'm going to be like, it's stupid, bro. But baseball has always been stupid. They've always done dumb things. Like, I, I mentioned the Houston Astros thing. And even in these past couple years, oh, well, a sticky stuff ban. And now we got these guys derobing after they, they get a third out. They've got to unbutton their pants and take their hats off. There's so many other things. Like, how long did it take them to put up? The netting. How many times do we have to see children and old people get hit by foul balls, by bats, until they finally put up the netting? Man, there was a, I remember I had a whole list of things that MLB did wrong on Twitter, and it ended up getting like a lot of love. I don't even have the time tonight. I got more calls to take. Let's go to Chris in Santa Cruz, California on the fan. What's up, Chris? Keith, my man. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so... I guess it's me as a just a baseball traditionalist or even just a traditionalist like with the Yankees. Like and I saw that they changed like their uniforms. It seems like like they're moving kind of moving away from tradition. I, I I'm not I'm not really a big fan of like that like the change like with like the road uniforms. I know it sounds like Fugazi, but like and I don't know, maybe just those road grays have so much nostalgia for me. You know, like when I think of the road grays, you know, they they won, uh, you know, from the dynasty years. You know, that's immediately what I think of, you know? Yeah. You know what? I think they're trying to go back in time. Like, if you look at a lot of the Yankee fans' posts and people, they're, they're, there's a picture of Mickey Mantle. And they're like, oh, this is yeah, 
yeah, you know, yeah, this is what the true. road grays used to look like. Yeah, I, yeah, I understand. I think maybe just maybe just for me because you know I'm, you know I'm 24. So like when I think of like the road grays, I think of you know the Jeter dynasty Yankees, you know, and then I've only seen one World Series, so I think that I probably have so much like like nostalgia like when I think of the road those road unis. Yeah, I don't know. I I want to see what they look like on the on the team on the players. I don't think it's going to be much of a difference. And for me, I've been pretty straightforward with this whole star insurance patch. The Yankees, the Yankees, I get, I get its business, but the Yankees, they, they did not, they don't need the money, in my opinion. I, I mean, who am I to say they, they don't, don't need the twenty five million? Not. But like for they, they want to sell you on so many things about bum bum bum. Hey, fans, come out and see the the twenty seven time champion New York Yankees. There's so much about their history and their prestige and their class and how they do business. And we shave around here. Boone was even on today, and they asked Boone about it. And Boone Boone is completely on board. The Yankee manager, he's he's trained well. He's like, nah, there's something about like being a Yankee and being clean shaven. Like what? So. For them to sell us on on these jerseys, but these guys are going to go out there, and when I'm watching every guy at bat, I have an advertisement on his sleeve that says Star Insurance with two R's. Like, it's, miss me with it, bro. Nothing is sacred like, anymore. In a way, it's almost like con- like c- contradicting. Contradicting, it is. It is. Yeah, and, you know, I've always be- believed, you know, that there there's always – being in a New York Yankee, There's it's like – you're at the the pinnacle of baseball. You're at the the top of the heat. You, you know, being a New York Yankee. Yeah, no, I, no, definitely. But hopefully they can yeah, return yeah. to some of that glory this year. Hopefully we don't have to not watch another October without the Yankee fans, right? Hopefully Ho- we hopefully. can watch October with the iconic pinstripes and road grays actually advancing to a World Series. I wouldn't put a dollar exactly. on it though. I like. I just. I I hope, but hope is not a strategy. Hope hope. Hope we. I hope the Yankees get back, but they're. I don't know. Let, let's see what they I, I look like so when too. they get out there in these these edited road grays um, that are you know turning back the clock a bit, and and, uh, and they're still holding out on a City Connect uniform. Kudos to the yeah. Mets, and I hope the Mets come out with a dope City Connect alternate uniform for their fans, regardless of what people think the team is going to look like. I hope Steve Cohen finds some of the best designers, graphic designers, artists fashion people in New York and says, hey, here are the elements. Uh, maybe incorporate the apple. Maybe incorporate the buildings. Maybe incorporate something from Queens, our colors, boom, 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 and make us something a... Something creative. Yeah, something cool and creative for our fans to say, I need one of those jerseys. The Yankees are holding out because the Yankees are above everybody. Yep, they are. In their um, mind. <laughs> one, one more thing, though. Because, uh, like, you know, I listen to your show all the time, and I hear other Yankee fans they complain, but oh, we don't have enough pitching. We don't have enough pitching. Well, I, you know, I think the rotation could hold up. You know, if we make a move at the deadline, you know, I think we'll get we'll get a pitcher. But honestly, in October, it hasn't been the the pitching that's been a problem or the bullpen. It's been the offense. You know, we got out, we got we got Soto, and so I'm I'm hopeful that this offense, you know, could come come up big in October, you know? I mean, forget like, October. That was the problem last year. I I was out from April to June, but then when I did, you know, go to games and come to the fan, when I did watch games and come to the fan, I'm like, they can't hit. They can't score runs. I literally, it's, it's hilarious to me that I likened the Yankees' offense, or lack thereof, without Aaron Judge, 
to a NFL team without their starting quarterback, and then we go into yeah, an NFL exactly. season and everybody lose their starting quarterback. So that that analogy worked perfect. I'm like the Yankees without this one guy, they can't score, they can't drive in runs, they can't score more than three, they They're can't dead. win. They were, they dead. were dead. There were so many Life games. I, I go to the stadium and and it's three up, three down, and it's just quiet in there, and it's just rolling over. Like the innings rolling over, scoreless, hitless, scoreless, hitless, and then you got you got to try and muster it up at the end of the game. Boone's gonna try and pinch hit somebody. I don't know a cold John Carlos Stanton off the bench, and it just didn't work. So they addressed that. They have major league level outfielders now. They have left-handed hitting now. I heard Boone talk about like, hey, this is one of the first years in a long time we're gonna have a balanced lineup. Hmm, in Yankee Stadium, huh? With the short pull, yeah. this is gonna be one of the first years in a long time you actually have. A number of left-handed hitters. Go figure. Yeah, they they need they need they need to have a better season offensively. To and look, looking at the AL East, there's really nobody that scares me. Me either. Me either. I know people want to act like the Orioles are great. They did it one year, and I'm telling you, the Yankees were right there with them around July. I was at those games. We had four games against the Orioles. We took the first two. The Yankees found a way to lose the second two, and that swung the rest of the season. Like The, the Orioles, to me, I think they're, they're young, and they got hot. They got to show me again. They don't have the pitching, and I don't think they have the pedigree to do it against Judge and Juan Soto and the rest of the guys we're going to trot out. The Blue Jays are always fraudulent. They, they're, they're so much talk. Fraud. They go out of their Fraud. way to Fraud. mention the Yankees because they want to be the Yankees so bad they can't beat the Yankees. Good luck to them. The Rays, the Rays gave money to Wander Franco, the one guy that they wanted to give a big-year, multi-year <laughs> yep. contract to. That guy's despicable if you read the things that he was saying it's to that disgusting. young girl on WhatsApp. That's, that's the face of their franchise. The last night that he was seen, it was Wander Franco kids cap night in Tampa Bay. They're, they're a joke. And then obviously you don't have to tell you anything about the Red Sox. Thanks for the call, Chris. I can't wait for baseball. I'm just going through the motions with the Brooklyn Nets. I'm just going through the motions with the rest of this NFL season. Uh, I, I'm just waiting to get on the flight to Tampa. For spring training. So I actually found the tweet I was talking about about all the things that MLB mishandled. So June 10th, 2020, I said MLB has mishandled baseball's return from COVID-19, media coverage of their negotiations, speaking out against racism, injustice, social issues in our country, the Astros cheating scandal, also the Red Sox cheating scandal, the investigation, punishment, delay, postseason games being shown on TV, blackouts, Scheduling ALCS, scheduling an ALCS game in the Bronx for 4 p.m. on a Tuesday. I talked to Evan and Tiki about that the other night, or I talked to them last night because we were in Barclays last night about that. Players' weekend jerseys. Remember, I remember going to LA to watch the Yankees and Dodgers play the two iconic jerseys, and the Yankees are in all black, the Dodgers are in all white, and nobody thought about the ball being all white and the pitchers wearing the white hats and white jerseys. Like it's just so dumb. I don't have the time. I want to get my last call in. But I have a list of things MLB has just fumbled. John is in Brooklyn. My last call of the night. Go for it, John. Uh, thank you, John. I mean, this is going to be a good one. Do you think if the Yankees have a slow start, they're going to get they're going to get rid of Aaron Boone like the way they got rid of the coach from the Milwaukee Bucks? No. No, not at all. Oh, wow. Well, that's crazy, man. Because I, I just think no. he's going to no. mess it up. Well, first off. Thanks for the call, John. I, uh, and I don't mean to be mean. That wasn't a good one. You said it was going to be a good one. That wasn't a good one at all. 
The Milwaukee Bucks are 30 and 13. They're in second place and fired their coach. You just said if the Yankees get off to a slow start, are they going to fire their coach? No, no, no. He He's in the last year of his deal. I guarantee you, no matter what the Yankees do, Aaron Boone finishes this year. And if they have a good year, he's going to get a new contract. Also, Adrian Griffin got shown the door because the guy that helped him get the job in Giannis, it wasn't working, right? Giannis runs that whole organization now along with Damian Lillard. These NBA players have the power. I don't think Aaron Judge has the power to move on from an Aaron Boone. He does have the the power to endorse an Aaron Boone. They're best friends. So it seems, manager and captain. Two Aarons. All right, that's all I've got. What else? Oh, baseball ruined BAM. Remember when baseball thought hogging all their content for BAM was the right move on the internet? Remember you couldn't put out a video, a clip, or anything of baseball, and then they were slow to the game. I could go on. But I'll be back tomorrow. Five-hour KM to AM, actually, at 7. C-Max next, I'm out. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.